Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. We've now got a clearer picture of how the Biden administration plans to wield one of its most powerful tools for shaping energy and environmental policy, regulations. Last week, the White House released its unified agenda, laying out its planned timeline for new regulations in the coming year. Of course, that includes plenty of moves to roll back Trump-era rules. But it also highlights the goals of federal agencies, including the Environmental Protection Agency. Everyone miscalculates how quickly you can do regulatory, or under the Trump administration, deregulatory actions, because there's so many legal requirements. But overall, I think these are realistic deadlines. They're moving pretty aggressively, and they probably have a pretty good chance of defending them legally. Today, Politico's Alex Guillen on the Biden administration's plan for climate regulations in 2022. It's Tuesday, December 14th. So Alex, you dug into EPA's plans for climate regulations, and there's a good handful of them. Before we jump into the specifics, give us an overall picture of the Biden administration's strategy. Where do regulations fit into their overarching plans for addressing climate change, and how quickly do they plan to act? Well, the Biden administration rode into town earlier this year with the idea that they could really do a lot on climate legislatively, since they had sort of surprised taken control of all of Congress in addition to the White House. But it hasn't worked out that way. And as we speak now, a lot of the major climate policies that Democrats have been hoping to pass have either been toned down or stripped out completely from the Build Back Better bill that Democrats are still working on. So instead, like so many administrations find out, it's time to rely on existing statutory authorities. And so EPA is now in the full swing of things working on a whole new suite of climate regulations for multiple sectors. And that'll probably be where a lot of the climate action from the Biden administration takes place. Okay, so let's tick through them. We know that power plants are the second largest source of greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S., but there's a bit of a complicated history when it comes to EPA regulating them. So what did EPA say on Friday about its plans for that slice of emissions? So the agenda released on Friday for the first time included a timeline for EPA to act on issuing a new climate regulation. The agency did say it will issue a proposal in July 2022 and target to finalize that in July 2023. That date means we won't expect an EPA proposal until after the Supreme Court has ruled on the scope of the agency's authority in this area. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments from red states and coal companies who say that EPA should be handcuffed from requiring any sort of generation shifting or any kind of beyond-the-fence-line strategy for coal-fired power plants to reduce their emissions. This will be argued in the late winter or early spring of this coming year, and then a ruling out probably by the end of June or early July, like everything else the Supreme Court does. So this is basically EPA confirming that they're not going to act until the Supreme Court rules and gives them a better sense of what the legal landscape is. Got it. So then next up, we've got the methane rule, right? That's a big part of the Biden administration's near-term plans for dealing with climate change, and it's rather entangled with Democrats' social and climate spending bill. So how fast could we see something out of EPA dealing with that potent greenhouse gas? 
Yeah, well, the proposal that came out a little while ago is out now. It's open for public comment. The proposal not only strengthened the requirements for newly built oil and gas sources, um, but for the first time, it expanded that to cover existing oil and gas sources. The agenda that came out on Friday targeted an October 2022 deadline to finalize that rule. Because it's so broad and because there's such a, a high technical aspect to this where they need a huge amount of technical data and information about how the industry operates, that seems like a pretty realistic deadline. But again, I, it could slip backwards again. The oil and gas industry, at least the oil majors, are tentatively supportive of direct regulation. But of course, they are going to have to look at all the details of the proposal and whatever EPA ends up finalizing because so much of the details matter here. But this rule is pretty well on its way, and we'll see final action probably at the end of next year. Now, the largest source of climate warming emissions is the transportation sector. So what has EPA got planned there? So this is an area where we'll see a little bit of action more immediately than those other rules we were just discussing. EPA, by the end of this month, is expected to issue a new rule that will increase the greenhouse gas tailpipe standards for model year 2023 vehicles through 2026. This is to strengthen what the Trump administration had put in place with the idea of being more aggressive requirements over that near term and then turning and focusing on a new rule for post-2026 vehicles to come later on. The reason they need to finish it by the end of this year is, of course, model year 2023 vehicles will start hitting lots next year. And so auto companies need a little bit of lead time in order to accommodate that. Also, a federally owned electric utility said on Monday that it was gradually restoring power to the quarter of a million people who lost service after devastating weekend storms, including tornadoes, tore across the South and Midwest. The utility, known as the Tennessee Valley Authority, covers all of Tennessee, portions of Alabama, Mississippi, and Kentucky, along with small areas in Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia. TVA said the damage to the region from the storm was the worst in a decade. But electricity had been restored to more than half of those customers that lost it. President Joe Biden will travel to the region on Wednesday to survey the storm damage. That includes a visit to the U.S. Army base located on the Kentucky-Tennessee border. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels, because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.